1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God, and it is the will of God for my life. I am who the Word says I am. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm where the Word says I am. I'm seated right now in Christ Jesus in the heavenly realms, in the place of authority, dominion, and power. I have what the Word says I have. All the blessings of Abraham are mine, and I can do what the Word says I can do. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Today my mind is alert, my spirit is receptive, as I'm taught the Word of God, my life has changed for the better, and I will never be the same again. Amen. You may be seated. We want to welcome everybody watching online from all over the world, and our heart goes out to people in police state countries and uh, countries where the gospel is not being preached for one reason or another. We started a new series last Sunday, Taking Action for a Better Tomorrow, and the message today is taking action today for a better tomorrow, and because of the length of the message, we're going to do this in two pieces this Sunday and next Sunday. I want to remind you that Faith Christian Center is a blessed congregation, and this is our declaration over you. The devourers rebuke the windows of heaven are opened up above us, and the Lord our God is pouring out more upon us than we're even able to contain. Can I get an amen? Amen. You can take charge of your life and you can change your life by taking action now for a better tomorrow. C.S. Lewis wrote, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. Faith is the starting point. Faith is fundamental. Faith is essential. Faith is the foundation for a successful life. But faith by itself is not all there is to re- is not all there is required to build a successful life. Action is required. Number one, if you're taking notes, number one, we please God with our faith and God rewards our faith. We please God with our faith and God rewards our faith. Like I said yesterday, it was just an odd day, and I, I read every one of the minor prophets but Malachi. I just didn't get that far. And it's horrifying how God rehearses over decades the same things to the people of God in Israel and then in Judah. And he rehearses, and it's all based on what he had spoken through his prophet Moses. And he rehearses it over and over and over and over and over. I forgot which minor prophet it was, but... <laughs> I mean, I mean, Nebuchadnezzar's got the city under siege, and the, the Lord, it was in Jeremiah, which is not a minor prophet, that's a major prophet. But God says, if you will just do this, 
If you will honor the jubilee year, the seventh year, and free your slaves, if you will just do this, then I will relent and the city will be saved. And they said, no, we won't do it. I mean, and it was written in the law. It wasn't like it was brand new information. They had known this, that on the seventh year, slaves were to be set free. And they knew. And then, I mean, I mean, that'd be like the Chinese, you know, marched all the way to Weatherford, and the man of God says, now, you know, you have to stop taking advantage of your brothers and your sisters. No, we're not going to do it. I mean, it's unbelievable. So you want to be on the right side of faith. You want to be a believer and not a doubter. Tell your neighbor, you want to be a believer and not a doubter. We please God with our faith, and God rewards our faith. There's no other way to move the hand of God but by faith. Faith in God and faith in his word. And they are the same. You understand that. God and his word are one just like you and your word are one. Hebrews 11:6, King James, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. It doesn't say he is a rewarder of those who haphazardly seek him. It does not say he is a rewarder of those who slothfully seek him. It says he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Without faith, it is literally impossible to please God. God is a rewarder, and God is a lover, and God is a giver. God is not a taker. God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Jesus said in John 10, 10, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I have come that they might have life and that they might have that life more abundantly. So anything having to do with fear is of the devil. Anything having to do with the curse is of the devil. And anything having to do with less is of the devil. The greatest healing evangelist of the 19th century, Smith Wigglesworth, used to say, the word of God is true and everything else is a lie. I'll tell you what, in 2021, we can testify that's true, can't we? Say it out loud. The word of God is true and everything else is a lie. We saw last Sunday that we must run with the vision. Habakkuk 2, 2, then the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. I'm so happy. I'm so happy that at 65, I'm still learning. I meet 20-year-olds that don't learn anything. I'm so happy that I'm 65 and I'm still learning. I'm up here last Sunday doing the message, and I learned something. I'm so glad I'm a member of Faith Christian Center. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And not some deadhead church. Amen. Amen. Some faithless, wordless church. So that the herald may run with it. And I'm in the middle of the message. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, did you notice it's a herald? And so this week we're up at Derek Christina's and I'm upstairs doing something and it just, it just struck me. The runner is a herald. And so I went downstairs and Sue and Christina were in the kitchen and I said, look, what, what, what we're about to do, 
I said, I want to make it plain. It was God. It is God. God spoke to me in 1989, told me what to do, and what we're doing right now is a result of what God told me to do in 1989. I said, I want to make it plain that I want to give God the credit, the glory, and the honor. See, the runner is a herald. And maybe some folks have been disappointed in their results in faith, and maybe they've been trying to run without being a herald. You have to herald. I mean, how is anybody going to get saved if there are no heralds? How is anybody going to believe the good report if nobody's out here giving a good report? I'm telling you, and I stood up here years ago and warned, this last guy was head, headed for trouble because he took all the credit, he took all the glory, he took all the honor for any good thing that happened. I stood here years ago and I said, trouble's coming. Don't you do it. When God does some great thing in your life, you be the herald and, and you run down those stairs and you tell your family, I want to make it plain. I want you to understand this is God. God's word saved us. God did it. We give the credit, the glory, and the honor to God. Are you hearing me? Tell your neighbor, the runner is a herald. Tell the neighbor on the other side, the runner is a herald. Amen. And that's what Habakkuk says. Habakkuk 2, 2. Then the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. So you got to run with a vision. Brothers and sisters in Christ, how are we going to do the works of Jesus if we don't take action on the word and run with the vision? How are we going to make more money for our families and for the gospel if we don't take action on the word and run with the vision? How are we going to end 2021 richer and with less debt than we ended 2020 if we don't take action on the word and run with the vision? Your greatest enemy isn't Satan. Your greatest enemy is inaction. Inaction on the word. Let me rehearse it again because I know it's a lot to chew over. Your greatest enemy isn't Satan. Your greatest enemy is inaction inaction on the word Romans 10 17 so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God faith is the difference between sickness and health poverty and wealth defeat and victory Ken Hagen said that day in our living room well people don't all take action to the same degree there's more to it than hearing the message and believing the message you've got to run with a vision number two the just shall live by faith. And this is alarming to me. You have to understand, I mean, I'm cool and I act cool and I think I am cool, but I'm alarmed. I'm alarmed. I'm alarmed at how many people that claim to be Christians have not been spending these months living by faith, but they've been living in fear. I'm alarmed by it. Amen. And I have said for months, that you got to go to Matthew 6 and master Matthew 6. To give no thought for tomorrow, to take no thought for your life. Amen. Amen. The just shall live by faith, not by fear, by faith. Faith in God and faith in his word. From this day until the rapture, you need to be here when the doors are open. 
unless you're on vacation or out of town for some reason from this day till the rapture, you need to be here when the doors are open. Why? Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I have been amazed at how people have literally lost their minds watching the news. A guy I follow on social media did a road trip through Pennsylvania and he came across some Amish people and he asked them if they had been much affected by COVID. And the Amish folk answered, no, we don't watch TV. <laughs> My entire lifetime, if there was ever a time to turn off the news and be in a faith church every time the doors are open, it is in 2021. In my entire lifetime, if there was ever a time to turn off the news and read the Bible every day, it is 2021. Paul wrote in Romans 1.17, the just shall live by faith, not by fear, by faith. The just shall live by faith, not by fear, by faith. The just shall live by faith, not by fear, by faith. The just shall live by faith. Say it out loud three times. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Say it out loud. God will do it in my life. Whatever I believe he will do. And God will do it in my life. Whatever I say he will do. Hebrews 10, 38 and 39 says, But my righteous one will live by faith. And if he shrinks back. Now listen, shrinkers. And if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who believe God and are saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, I made up my mind. I made up my mind. I am going to stand tall. I am going to stand strong. I am going to stand on the rock. I am going to stand on the Word of God. I am not going to be moved. I am not going to be pushed off it. I am not going to waver. I am not going to bend. I am not going to break. I am going to stand with God and with the Word of God, and my destiny is set. Victory after victory after victory after victory. Are you hearing me? Shout it out loud. We are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but we are of those who believe God and are saved. Pastor, you just can't believe it's that simple. I do. I do. I mean, over and over and over in the major prophets and the minor prophets. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. The king, the king of Israel, then the king of Judah, they would rely on Pharaoh to save them, and they would suffer defeat. And, and I read one place yesterday that because, no, that was back in Jeremiah or Lamentations because a bunch of them thought they would run off to Egypt after the, uh, the fall of Jerusalem, God said, don't go down there. They went down there anyway. Then God pronounces all these curses on Egypt. I get over into the minor prophets. I mean, it's like Egypt today. You know, Egypt ain't never going to be nothing again. Egypt's never going to have anything. Egypt's going to be broke. Egypt's going to be poor. Egypt will never be. But, you know, God's people. See, when you, when you do anything 
based in fear, you're not pleasing God. So find a way, find a way, find a way to operate by faith and believe God. Believe God. Take God at what he says and take action on the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to have to learn these principles. We're going to have to learn these principles. Because I'm telling you, every weapon they can, everything they can weaponize against us, they're going to weaponize against us until the day of the rapture. I mean, man, these are some, these are some wicked days. Hallelujah. But when you're connected to the greater one, you cannot fail. When you're connected to the greater one, I mean, now you might, ha- you might have a rough patch. You might have to, you know, go through a little trouble and hardship. You might have to endure some persecution, but you'll come through. Amen, Amen. you'll come through. Amen. Praise God, you'll come through. Amen. I couldn't count how many testimonies there are of people, and they were turned down for their exemption and turned down a second time, then they got it. And then other people that uh, they never got their exemption, but then they got a better job and they're making 10 or 20% more money. You just have to keep your mouth right. You just got to keep your heart right, keep your mouth right. And and you know, if you don't know what else to say, just say, well, it may be a Romans 8, 28 deal. In other words, you know, the Lord's working it all out for my good. And, And maybe I can't see how all this is working to my advantage, but some way, somehow the Lord's working to my advantage and I'm going to, I'm not just going to come through this. I'm going to come out ahead. So even if you can't see your way through it, in fact, we did a series on this 20, 30 years ago. When you can't see your way through it, speak your way through it. Somebody ought to look that up. That was a good series. Amen. But all of it's good because I've been a Bible preacher the whole way. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, when you can't see your way through it, speak your way through it. Number three, it is action in the present. It is action taken in the present that causes the future. It is action taken in the present that causes the future. It's what we do today that causes a good tomorrow to come. If the farmer doesn't sow today, the farmer cannot reap tomorrow. You know, this, is, this ought not be blinding revelation, but I think it is for a lot of people. If the farmer doesn't sow today, the farmer cannot reap tomorrow. And this is exactly what I've watched believers do for 48 years. They don't take action today, so a better tomorrow never comes. They don't take action today, so a better tomorrow never comes. Now, I shouldn't do this, but I'm sleep deprived and I'm off the chain anyway. I don't know what the copyright is on this, but this has been around here forever. And yet... I see people, and they got nothing. They haven't made any progress. Your answer was in the cafe the whole time. And, and, okay, so somebody maybe can't start by saving a million bucks, but you can start by saving a hundred bucks, and then you can invest it. See, if, if, if the farmer doesn't sow today, the farmer's not going to have a harvest tomorrow. Say it out loud. If the farmer doesn't sow today, the farmer's not going to have a harvest tomorrow. Now, 
Here's a phrase, a term you never hear anymore. This generation knows nothing about it. This is from the positive motivational attitude days of 30 years ago. You know, Ira Hayes, Zig Ziglar, those guys. Deferred gratification. In other words, maybe, maybe <laughs> when, when, when we went to uh, that last Kenneth Hagin meeting we went to in Denver, Colorado, Wally and Marilyn Hickey's church, uh, Austin had discovered a used car dealer online that had a showroom there, and he had all these exotics, you know, low, low, low mileage exotics. And you know, Austin, he was just a youngster. And so we go over there to this place, and I mean Lamborghinis and Ferraris and Porsches and whatever. And, you know, he was just a kid, and he was just of this mindset. It was basically whatever car we looked at, buy it, Daddy, buy it, buy it, Daddy, buy it, buy it, Daddy, buy it. I mean, you could, a rapper could do a song out of this. And, and, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I mean, like, you know, restored Corvettes. I mean, I mean really, it was like a guy paradise. And, but I told him, I said, Austin, I said, part of having money is not always spending money. Amen. Then later I heard John Osteen say it like this, don't buy everything your little old beady eyes see. Amen. You understand? Deferred gratification. And you know that's, you know that's what tithing is. Because you don't see the harvest tomorrow. Tomorrow's Monday, but you won't see the harvest of your giving today tomorrow. You might. But like the farmer, I'm getting ahead of myself in my message. When the farmer sows on Monday, he doesn't see a harvest on Tuesday. It's called deferred gratification. Norman Vincent Peale wrote, action is a great restorer and builder of confidence. Inaction is not only the result, but the cause of fear. Perhaps the action you take will be successful. Perhaps different action or adjustments will have to follow, but any action is better than no action at all. And believers, they don't take action today, so a better tomorrow never comes. I said most believers don't take action today, so a better, never, a, a better tomorrow never comes. Debbie Clement Stone wrote, thinking will not overcome fear, but action will. Say it out loud, action, action. will overcome fear. And this is why the Bible encourages action over and over and over and over. James 1.22, But be ye doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving or deluding your own selves. In the NIV it says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Isaiah 1.19, King James, If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. In the Living Bible, it says, if you will only let me help you, if you will only obey, then I will make you rich. Deuteronomy 30, 14, and the New King James says, but the word is very near you in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it, that you may do it, that you may do it, that you may do it. And in the NIV, it says, no, the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart, so you may obey it, so you may obey it. So you may obey it. So you may obey it. It is action taken in the present that causes the future. It's what we do today that causes a good tomorrow to come. If the farmer doesn't sow today, the farmer cannot reap tomorrow. Say it out loud. It is the present that causes the future. When a farmer plants a seed on Monday morning, he does not get the harvest Monday night. 
But one thing is for sure, if he doesn't plant, he'll never get a harvest. I watched my grandfather. You know, he was a, a, a small farmer, 180 acres and outside of Cleveland, Tennessee. And we would be there at different times, different years. And I remember when the seed was in the ground. I remember being there when the seed was in the ground. He'd get up in the morning and he'd have his, he'd, he'd have his coffee and then he might see what the weather was doing. And then he'd go outside and he'd just walk amongst the fields. He'd just walk amongst the fields and I'd be there with him. I mean, he was old by the time I came along, but I, I loved him. He was my grandpa and he'd just walk among the fields and he'd be looking for signs. He'd be looking for signs. He'd be looking for signs. He'd be looking for signs of life. And if it was corn or beans or whatever it was, you know, the first sign of life it might be some half-inch tall green thing coming out of the earth. He wouldn't say, oh, my gosh, you know, I wasted all my money. I wasted all my time. I sowed the seed. Look, I don't have any corn. All I got are these little green things. No. No, don't curse your seed and don't curse your tomorrow and don't badmouth what God is about in your life. When you see signs of life, be encouraged. Amen. And when you see, when you have a little testimony, be the herald and make it plain and tell people what God is doing. Amen. And learn to change your mouth. Amen. God's not done. God's doing the work. Look what's going on so far. Hallelujah. Amen. And don't be talking about how you feel bad and you got pain in your body and all of that. You know, tell everybody that'll listen to you. You know, if you don't know what else to say, say, well, I feel better than I did yesterday. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm getting better, better, better every day. I'm getting better. Amen. Amen. I'm getting stronger every day. I'm getting stronger. Amen. Amen. And don't be telling your husband how stupid he is. The farmer has to plant the seed now in order to get the harvest later. Say it out loud. The farmer has to plant the seed now in order to get the harvest later. And even though he plants on Monday, he doesn't see evidence of that seed. He doesn't see the physical manifestation of that seed until sometime later. But what he sees sometime later is predicated on what he does now. And I'm convinced, Sue and I are convinced that a lot of what we're walking in is not the result of what we gave last year. What we're, what, we're, what we're living in is not the result of what we gave even five years ago. We are convinced that we are walking in and enjoying and living in and driving what we may have given decades ago. It's a process. It takes time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And even though he plants on Monday, he may not see the evidence right away, but the evidence is coming. Shout it out loud. What the farmer sees later is predicated on what the farmer does now. Say it again. What the farmer sees later is predicated on what the farmer does now. If the farmer doesn't do something now, the farmer's not going to have it later. And that's really where a lot of people live. Actually, that's where most people live. If the farmer doesn't do something now, the farmer's not going to have it later. If there's no now, there won't be a later. Pastor, why are you harping on it? Because people don't get it. They don't seem to understand that your tomorrow is based on what you're doing today. That's why we're always saying at Faith Christian Center, take action, take action, take action, take action. 
If you don't take action now, there won't be a later. If you don't believe God now, there won't be a later. If you don't confess the word of God now, there won't be a later. If you don't plant a seed now, there won't be a later. It's the now that creates the later. It's what we do now that makes the later possible. What the farmer sees later is predicated on what the farmer does now. It's the now that creates the later. Tell your neighbor, it's the now that creates the later. Tell the neighbor on the other side, it's the now that creates the later. It's what we do now that creates tomorrow. It's the action you take now in faith that creates the good result. If you don't take action now, you're not going to have a later. If, you, if you're not a doer of the word of God now, you're not going to have a blessed later. Like Dave Ramsey says, if you will live like no one else now, later you can live like no one else. So don't cower in fear, rise up in faith. You've got to rise up in faith. Don't watch the news until you're cowering in fear, wearing a mask, hiding in your mommy's basement, afraid to go out of the house. You've got to rise up in faith. If you'll do that, you'll put the... And listen, it's easier now than ever because fewer people are working than ever. Amen. Just try and get something done. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So anybody that's actually out here moving, hustling, taking action is going to pull ahead like never before. If you'll do that, you'll put the devil on the run every time. If you'll learn to walk in the victory that Jesus intended for you to walk in. Norman Vincent Peale wrote, fear is never a reason for quitting. It is only an excuse. I thought I knew the power of seeds. I had no idea the power of seeds. People, people say, Pastor, you shouldn't tell these stories because people will stop giving. I, I found the opposite to be true. Like Kenneth Hagin and John Osteen, the more I tell it, the, the more the giving goes up. And then also, there's a method to the madness. Tell your, tell your neighbor, he knows exactly what he's doing. Because stories like this make the devil mad and he leaves. And we're not afraid of devils. We can cast the devils out. But what I'm talking about is familiar spirits, people who have a devil and they like their devil. Yes, yes. Come on. Come on. So back in May, we're flying to Miami for a family vacation. And it's always been my habit on airplanes to, you know, try and catch a nap if I can. I'm trying to sleep. It's always been my habit when I'm trying to sleep to pray. And I'm sitting there, and I said, Father God, I said, you're so wonderful, you're so gracious, you're so kind. I want to thank you for your kindness to an old man to allow me to fly to vacation on this uh, Citation 10. And the Lord spoke to me. And he said, the reason you're able to do what you're doing today is because of the way you treated my man, Bud Sickler, and the last time he crossed the Atlantic, you sent him across on a Concord. See, that was a seed. That was a seed. And the, the reaping didn't come a year later. It, it, I don't even know that it came a decade later. Actually, two decades later, two decades plus. Takes time. But I thought I understood the power of seeds when in reality, I had no idea the power of seeds. If I could go back, if I could go back, if I could, if I could make an audio recording 
and the only device I know of whereby this would be possible, we have cassette tapes still available today, and back when we got married, they had cassette tapes, so if I could make a cassette tape and send it back through time, here's what I would tell myself. Every word spoken is a seed sown, and every dollar given is a seed sown, and every dollar planted is a seed sown, and pay attention to your seeds because you're going to have to live with the results all the days of your life. I thought I knew the power of seeds, but on that day in May, I discovered I had completely underestimated the power of seeds. And this world's dark and getting darker. Freedom is vaporizing right before our eyes. I mean, who would have thought Australia would become a prison colony again? Freedom's gone. And a lot of the world, gone. When I was a young man, I I was concerned that if I lived to the end, I wouldn't have the discernment to see the signs that, that the end was nigh. Well, now that I've lived this long, I feel like I'm in Times Square and all the neon says, this is the end. But I don't even look around and see preachers who understand the times. They're just carrying on, you know, broadcasting from their living room in their pajamas like... There's no alarm at all. And the biggest reaping the Spirit of God is saying to me right now, while I'm talking to you, he's saying to me, the biggest reaping is coming. And the biggest reaping is the reaping we do on the other side. Because it won't be a car that wears out. It won't be a a house that has to be repaired or has critters in the attic or needs roof repairs. It is going to be a harvest of a million years times a million years and we will live in it and enjoy it and dwell in it for all of eternity. And God is good and God is gracious and God is kind. I remember reading through Nehemiah a few weeks back and Nehemiah prayed over and over and over, remember me, Lord. Remember me, Lord. Remember me, Lord. And you know, he does. He remembers what we've done for him when we witness to people, when we put the gospel into their hands, when we give money into the gospel. He remembers and he rewards. And he opens up the windows of heaven and he pours out so much upon us, we're not even able to contain it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And don't be like so many of these people out here who ignore the word. I just read last yesterday morning. I read so much, I can't remember where it was. But God says, because you have ignored my word, I will ignore your children. And don't let that be said of us. That our children were ignored by God because we ignored his word. Let us... Put our faith in God and not in man and let us not allow our hearts to be alarmed because we have had a Bible all of these years and we knew from the very get-go 
that there would be terrible times in the last days. So let us stand strong and let us not be like those who shrink back and are destroyed, but let us be like those who believe God and are saved. Can I get an amen? Amen. Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.